Today on episode number 729 of the School of Podcasting, we're looking at the ripple effect of podcasting, and we're going to answer the question, what do chocolate chip cookies and Dave's ex-wife have in common? Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. This is where I help you start your podcast and grow your influence. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start to save 20%. And today we're going to talk about the ripple effect of your podcast. And if you're going to have any kind of ripple effect, you have to have good audio. And that's why I want to talk to you about Focusrite. Yes, their Scarlet line is now in their third generation. It's the world's best-selling USB interface with over 3 million units sold. So whether you need a USB interface that lets you plug in one, four, six, eight, however many different microphones you need, they've got you covered and they have superior sound quality. It's just going to make you sound so good. It works with any recording software you're already using, and it also works with any type of XLR microphone. They've got you covered. In fact, some units even have loopback, which allows you to record Skype or Zoom calls directly into the recording software that you're already using with no workarounds. In fact, the third generation now has a brand new feature called Air that adds brightness and presence to your voice. The thing I love about it, you plug it in, You turn the knob up until it turns red. You turn it down a little bit till it turns green and you're good to go. It's so easy to use. They have a great tool that lets you pick the right interface for you. Check it out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash focus right, or you'll see links to it in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 729. Thank you to focus right for sponsoring the school of podcasting. I've got a list for you. You ready? The inkjet printer, x-rays, artificial sweetener, post-it notes, potato chips, Coca-Cola, that one surprised me, chocolate chip cookies, the slinky, silly putty, fireworks, scotch guard, frosted flakes, LSD, and if you still haven't figured it out, I'll throw in an easy one, my second marriage. What do all those things have in common? They were mistakes. (laughs) No, these are all things that people were doing one thing, trying to do this, and ended up going, well, that's a weird side effect. And so I bring this up today because so many times we kind of overthink our podcast. Sometimes we underthink it, but there are other times you can overthink it. But the great thing is, I don't know anybody who's ever started a podcast who said, my life was worse after I started a podcast. They always get something out of it. And so if you're thinking of starting a podcast, maybe the end result is just you getting used to talking into a microphone. I know a few people who have had great success with their second podcast. The first one, they're like, oh, this will be fun. Let's do this. And then they jumped into the pool and they went, ah, no. And then they started a second podcast and they go, ooh, I like this one. 
It's a little bit of the three bear syndrome, right? Oh, this one's too hot. This one's too cold. Oh, this one's just right. And what's interesting about this is when you start, you have no idea what the results are going to be. You might have an idea of what you want things to happen, but then things happen and you go, I didn't see that coming. I've mentioned in this podcast before, I had someone contact me who said that they were going to kill themselves, but they heard my podcast that said that sometimes having a podcast can give you a purpose. And so they started a podcast and ended up not killing themselves. And then when I talked about that at a uh, podcast event, people like my friend Ken Blanchard have multiple people who have done that because he works with military people a lot or attracts, I guess I should say, military people. He's over there at Speak Life Church. And so there are all sorts of side effects that, and side effects is kind of weird because side effects we think with, you know, I don't know, a third nipple or something that happens because you took the wrong medicine. But a, a something that happens that you go, well, I, didn't, I never saw that coming. And so I kind of want to talk about that today. Now, in doing this, I can only talk from my chair. I, I do have a clip of somebody else and a couple other people, but most of the time we're going to be talking about things I've learned from my chair. But the problem with that is if we use the analogy of a pebble, throwing a pebble into the, the lake, right? And the, the water ripples out and you see it go and go and go. And that all those ripples were caused by the rock. Well, in that scenario, from my chair, I'm the rock. But I'm here to say that the examples I have are from people who really just in some cases needed a little bit of a nudge. They had tons of talent and insights and experience. And the first example I have for you has nothing to do with me. So ignore what I just said for this first one, but it is an example of how you never know who's listening. You never know what's going to happen. And I want to thank Moxie for sending in this because of my podcast story. Now, if you've ever listened to this show, that's a segment we like to do here called Because of My Podcast. And if you can answer that question, because of my podcast, blank. And all blank has to be is something that wouldn't have happened except, well, you had a podcast. So this is a little different slant on that from Moxie. And here it is. Hey, Dave, it's Moxie LaBouche from Your Brain on Facts. Okay, I got to jump in. Why? Because Moxie has one of the coolest last names ever, LaBouche. Like that could be used for so many things. It sounds like something that like a bunch of bro guys in the army would use. Like, man, we went in, put the target on and LaBouche. And then I don't know, I have a little more. I would like some LaBouche to put on my salad, please. Can I have some LaBouche? I don't know. It's just a cool last name. I love it. Anyway, let's go back to Moxie. I'm sorry. Hey, Dave, it's Moxie LaBouche from Your Brain on Facts, and I've got a Because of My Podcast story for you, but with a twist. It's actually a Because of Someone Else's Podcast story. Short version, Because of My Podcast, I am now a published author. There is a Your Brain on Facts book out in the world. Okay, how cool is that? Continue. But it's really because of the story behind podcast and its host, Emily Prokop, who not only forged the way by being the first podcaster turned author to work with Mango Publishing, but when she and I shared a hotel room at a podcast conference and became fast friends, so generously offered to connect me with her publisher to 
usher me in, to put her reputation forth, get my foot in the door, because I never would have known how to approach a publisher otherwise. This was still a pipe dream in my head to turn my podcast into a book. And Emily was always there for me when I had questions about what the writing process and experience working with the publisher was like. So because of the story behind and Emily Prokop, Moxie Labouche's Your Brain on Facts is now a book. Hope to see you at another conference if we ever have conferences again. Bye. Thank you, Moxie. You can find her at Your Brain on Facts. Dot com. So that is yet another person I know of that got a book deal from their podcast, one being Emily Prokop, two being uh, Moxie LaBouche, and uh, three being Dave Jackson. By the way, profit from your podcast. Find that at schoolofpodcasting.com slash profit book. They did move the release date for my book back a month. So it's now coming out in August, but I'm so happy for Moxie. But this is where, again, you start off I don't know. I just want to do a podcast. I want to talk to people and you never know where it's going to lead. I'm going to play a quick clip from Joe Rogan. Now, if you're not familiar with Joe Rogan, you live under a rock. Here is my, here's a clip. He was interviewing Jon Stewart and talking about the early days of his podcast. Well, in the beginning, there wasn't a very good switch. You know, it's like one of the reasons why the early episodes sucked. It's like I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't think anybody was listening. It was just for fun. And there was a lot of just hanging out with comics and just doing what comics do. But we were doing it and videotaping it. And so I have a lot of material on planning your podcast at the School of Podcasting so that you can get going in the right direction. But in some cases, the best thing to do is just like, Hey, let's go have some fun. Let's just do this and see what happens. Let's throw our pebble in the pool. And I do a show with Eric K. Johnson. His show is called The Podcast Talent Coach. Uh, We together do a show called The Podcast Review Show. So if you're looking for some honest, constructive feedback on your show, right now there is no line. Go over to podcastreviewshow.com. And we basically listen to your episode. You pick one. We listen to it multiple times and go over what we like about it. And then we go over maybe some things that might need a little polish. We go over your website. We go over your flow. I mean, we really go over head to toe. Check that out at Podcast Review Show. But I was listening to Eric's show. And so here is, again, a way where I never saw this coming when I started that show. Uh, How did I start that show? Let me go back to that. Somebody, I jumped into my niche, podcasting, and I had a few people that said, hey, would you listen to my show and let me know if it's any good? And I did it for free because I love to help people. That's my background as a teacher. But after a while, I noticed like, hey, this is taking like, mm, I don't know, three to five hours to really, if I'm going to do this right. And so I started charging for it. And people still said, yes, I will pay you to go over my podcast from head to toe. And so along came this guy named Eric K. Johnson. You know, when I first launched Podcast Talent Coach back in 2012, I started getting it all put together. Uh, I connected with Dave Jackson over at the School of Podcasting. In fact, Dave is the one that actually reached out to me because that's the great guy that Dave is. I wasn't even aware of the power of partnerships yet, and Dave reached out to me. Dave helped me get things moving in the right direction. We worked together to help each other grow. 
we started swapping ideas and just moving in the right direction. And that was eight years ago, and we're still working together today, and it's fantastic. I value the friendship that I have with Dave, and uh, we've helped each other go in so many great directions And that's just the great thing about partnerships. So if you haven't figured it out, Eric did an episode on partnerships. You can find that at podcasttalentcoach.com. In fact, he's talking about some event that I'm going to go to. If you go to podcasttalentcoach.com slash collaborate, that will take you over to this whole partnership thing. But you can kind of hear where Eric was like, "I I guess I'll just try this thing. And Eric was writing blog posts on an event website that I was the manager of the podcast track called the New Media Expo. And I didn't know Eric. I just knew he did really good stuff. His articles, I was like, who is this guy? This is really good stuff. And so I met him at that event. And after I met him and I saw he was a cool guy, I was like, hey, I do this show. Like, you're like the captain of content. I'm like the teacher of technology. I think you're peanut butter and I'm jelly why don't we have you come on the podcast review show and we'll figure it out later, figure out how this is going to work. And so we did, and we've been doing that for a while. So obviously Eric knows more than just content and I know more than technology, but he's much better at content. And I'm pretty sure he would say Dave is much better at technology. And uh, over the years, we've kind of, like he said, we've helped each other learn from each other. And in his episode about partnerships, he mentioned this little thing that happened. I did this with Dan Miller. I got into Dan Miller's 48 Days Eagles uh, community there. And I just get in and I and I participate. I answer questions. I answer podcast questions. I got into his podcasting Eagles Nest, which is a small group of about 15 or 20 people who get in and just talk podcasting. How can we make our podcasts better? How can we market them? How can we grow them? And I just offered help and I contributed and I and I uh, participated. Next thing you know, Dan reached out and asked if I would handle the next Eagles Nest group, if I would lead it and help teach these people. And now every time a podcasting question comes up in the Eagles group, Dan kind of kicks it over to me and two or three other people in the group to answer those questions because I showed up with a giving heart and I just contributed and I helped people grow and I helped people get where they wanted to go. And I got on Dan's radar and I'm helping him out and I help him out any way I can. I love it. I love getting in there and just, just connecting with other podcasters. And what I loved about that episode that Eric put out about partnerships is he went to this online event and had no idea what to expect. He's like, I I mean, I understand networking. He's been to events and things like that. He goes, but I've never been to an online, how do you do an online networking event? And so he threw his pebble into the water to see what happened. And he got a ton of stuff, ton of interviews. He picked up some clients because he was like, I don't know, let's see what would happen. Now, the part that makes people really nervous is I know a lot of people that have said, I'm worried about negative feedback. And I'm here to tell you, I've talked to many podcasters and the amount of negative feedback you get is very small because if I don't like your show, I know this sounds harsh. I don't listen to it. I I hit play. I make it about eight seconds in. I go, ugh. 
and then I hit stop. I swipe left. I go delete. And you are out of my life forever. It's really not that, you know, the trolls really don't come after you. Now, if you're on YouTube, eh, it's a different story. It's a different platform. But for the most part, you don't get that much negative stuff. But you have to stay open to constructive feedback. And I always tell people, listen to the feedback, see if there's any validity to it. And if the changes that the audience is looking for is not going to steer your podcast in a direction that you don't want to go because it's your podcast. And if they want you to go in a direction that you don't want to go, that's not your target audience. But you do have to be open for feedback. And all this means really is congratulations. You're not perfect. And I don't know about you, I know I am far from perfect. Here's another clip of Joe Rogan from the Joe Rogan Experience where he interviewed Jon Stewart and he was talking again about his podcast. And then along the way, and this also speaks to the value of criticism, I read a bunch of criticism about what was wrong with the podcast, you know, that I talk, we talk over each other, or I talk too much, whatever it was, and I took it to heart, and I would uh, think about it, I'd go, okay, i got to consider that people are listening to this, this isn't just what I want to say, it's what I want people to hear, and I, how I want it, just like stand-up, you want the joke to easily enter into a person's mind. And so it, it comes back to why did you start the podcast, it really does, why did you start, who is it for, those are the top and I mean top, top questions that you have to figure out. And the other night, I talked to a guy that I still refer to, even though I'm in my 50s, as my best friend. And he's been my best friend since sixth grade. And when we get on the phone, it's like we're, I don't know, 22. We're still talking about guitars. We're still talking about hair bands and you know, guitar players and things like that. Cause he was in a band with me when I was growing up and things like that. So we're always very much about music and what's going on with families and et cetera, et cetera. It's an honest, real conversation, but does that mean it's a podcast? Not really, because the way I talk to him would be different than if we talk together on a podcast. There might be, I don't know, some planning as to what are we going to talk about. And this is, again, what Joe brings up. There is a difference between just having a conversation and actually having a podcast. And then along the way, I started interviewing actual interesting people and talking to them and having conversations. And, you know, I, there's a place for comedy. And then I, I don't, I, I make a really big point in never trying to force comedy into places where it doesn't belong, you know? And then when I'm doing a conversation with someone, I just try to talk. I don't try to be a comic. I don't try. I just, I'm a human. I want, I want to know what they're talking about. And I want to, I want to get them to expand upon their ideas as best as they can. And I want to be engaged. That's what all, all I'm trying to do. I thought that like being on the radio or podcasting, you know, was just talking, that's what I thought. It's like you're just talking. And then I realized, no, no, no. You're talking in a way that people want to listen. You're making it entertaining. You're keeping your ego in check. You're, you're moving the conversation along while not being overbearing. You're not letting people ramble too much where it's boring you. You got to figure out how to juice things up and push them and massage them and move them around. Huh? It's a skill. And I didn't think it was a skill. And, uh, you know, and, like I said, that's one of the reasons why my early episodes suck so bad. There wasn't right. even any consideration to the fact that people were listening. It was just fun. We were just right. doing it for ourselves. So did Joe's shows 
not achieve what he was going after in the early days. No, they did. He had a successful podcast, even though it sucked. Why? Because his goal was to just have fun. And that's fine. But you also notice that Joe was like, hmm, if I'm going to use this as a tool to make money, A, I got to find interesting people and I've got to keep the conversation going. I got to keep it flowing. I can't try to just be funny all the time because that's kind of getting shoehorned into this science guy or whatever. So it took a little more planning. It took a little more structure. And again, some more practice. Joe does a lot of episodes. And I still, there are times when I listen, I'm like, how is this guy the most downloaded episode? The other day, I listened to him interview Bill Burr, who is hilarious. And I'm here to tell you, there was a big chunk of them watching videos, which doesn't really translate well to audio when it's like, yeah, look at that. Ooh, wow. Look at it go. Ooh, wow. Did you see that? Ooh. Yeah, that doesn't really work in audio, Joe, just for the record. Holy cow. But Joe threw his pebble in the water and man, did that thing make a splash. If you haven't heard, he got an exclusive deal to license his content on Spotify for somewhere around $100 million. Not too shabby. And again, you have to figure out why am I doing this show? Who is it for? I've had people give me feedback. I do a show called the Podcast Rodeo Show. And when I first started off, man, I was kind of a weenie. I was just being brutally honest because I knew it would be entertaining. But that doesn't fit with my brand. I basically listen to your show and uh, somewhere between the first five minutes and then give you an honest first impression. Well, it dawned on me that, A, that's going to hurt my consulting business because who wants to work with that jerk? And I was hoping that people would say, hey, if you want a full review, go over to podcast. Well, again, being a jerk was not that helpful. I realize it's more entertaining. And I've had people say, ah, you kind of got soft. Well, again, that really wasn't, you have to know your why. And the why of that particular show is to give feedback, help people make shows that don't suck, but also do it in a little more constructive way fashion. You can find that over at podcastrodeoshow.com. And that again is a show that I just threw out there as a test. I was just testing a media host that was not supposed to stick around. And then an audience showed up and said, Hey, don't quit. That literally was supposed to last, I don't know, a month. And I've been doing that show for a couple of years now. So you never know what's going to happen when you start, but there is only one way to find out. And that's to start. Because you may be doing things, you know, Emily started a podcast that led to a book deal, which then led to Moxie, who has a podcast, getting a book deal. Why? Because she has a podcast. It's these, this triggers that, triggers that, triggers that. And again, sometimes you may not know where you're going. You just, I'd like to do this. Let's, let's head in that direction. Let's go east and see what happens because you don't have any more information. You just know the best we can do is head east. Okay, great. So I've got a clip here. I've mentioned the book before. I've had him on the show multiple times. The one and only David Hooper. You can find him at Big Podcast. You can find him at Red Podcast. Super nice guy. Great marketing mind. 
And he wrote a book called Big Podcast, which is also a big podcast book. It's big. You can get the audio book at Audible. And what's cool about the audio book is it's got a bunch of bonus content. And he said some really nice things that kind of tie in today with the theme of, you know, sometimes you might start going in one direction and you will be surprised at what happens after you do that. So here's a clip from the audiobook and again, I love the audiobook. It's like a hour, you know, it's like a multiple hour long podcast with Dave just spewing this great knowledge. And where we're going to pick up is David said, "Hey, does anybody want to add to the bonus content of the audiobook? You can send in a quick story." So this is the end of my story that I sent in for Dave's book. There are two things every podcaster who has put off starting a podcast says. One, this takes more time than I thought. And two, I wish I would have started sooner. Your audience awaits Dave Jackson School of Podcasting. As it so happens, I've got a funny Dave Jackson connection. Dave Jackson also got me started in podcasting. In the spring of 2005... I'd set up a pitch meeting at one of the most popular radio stations in Nashville, WRLT. And what I was trying to do was to try to get them to give me a shot at doing a talk show on the music business. As I mentioned earlier, being at South by Southwest, I was in the music business full on. Musicmarketing.com was my company and I was in it. At that time, Dave Jackson was a guy that I knew because he was a musician and he had a newsletter for musicians, just an online newsletter. So I get up to this meeting. We're 30 stories up, looking out over downtown Nashville. Really, it was all of Nashville. You could see everything. And I'm in kind of this boardroom with station management and I get over my head rather quickly. I'd gotten in there because I had a friend at the station, but I wasn't really a radio guy. I'd done radio promotion work and some radio production in college and post-college, a bit on the air after college as well. But I was hardly polished. And when it came to being a jock, I had zero talk radio experience. But because Nashville's known for music and I was in the music industry, I had this idea to do a show on the topic. And that was the pitch. We do music here and we should have a show about the music business. And they're asking me all these questions about the vision, and I got stuck. I hadn't really thought things out. But as it just so happened, Dave Jackson, the guy I knew from the internet, the guy with the newsletter, he had just launched his first podcast. It was called Musicians Cooler. So I happened to mention to these guys at the meeting, I go, you know, I think this could be really big. We could put it up on the internet. There's this thing called a podcast. It could go everywhere. And they all asked... <laughs> I said, what's a podcast? But the long story short is that they gave me a shot and we did a pilot and then that became a few episodes and we're still at it today. We've been doing it since 2005 and I don't know that that would have ever happened had it not been for Dave Jackson. So I'm going to leave you with this. I want you to think about this. Dave impacted one guy. He saved his life according to that guy. And the guy then goes on to make a show which impacts other people. And Dave impacted me by simply letting me know that podcasts exist. And that helped me get on the radio, which has helped a lot of people. 
But my work in podcasting since then, it helped me to write this book and record this audio book, which I hope is helping you. And you're going to go do your podcast, and that's going to continue. You'll be helping people too. I agree with Dave Jackson. Your audience awaits. And I want to add to that to say your impact awaits. Mr. David Hooper, the book is Big Podcast. Check it out, bigpodcast.com. He's also got a podcast. He also has Red Podcast. Super nice guy. And of course, he still has Music Business Radio. That is a radio show in Nashville as well as a podcast. And what was great about that is if you haven't figured it out, yes, he did get the radio show, which they did turn into a podcast. But when they needed somebody to explain podcasting to the music business, who did David call? Yeah, little old me, which was great. I actually got to be on a legit radio station in Nashville, Tennessee, because I knew David Hooper. So you never know what's going to happen when you throw that pebble into the water. You could impact a ton of people, and those people are going to impact other people. And (laughs) I mentioned my second wife at the the start of the show, my first wife and I uh, spent ourselves into bankruptcy. Uh, I do not recommend ever putting fertility treatments that are really expensive on a credit card. Not a good idea. But when you want to have kids and your wife is crying, you know, sometimes you don't make uh, the best decisions with your heart. And so I don't have any kids. I had stepkids with marriage number two, who I still consider them my stepkids because I always say I divorced your mom and didn't divorce you. But you often hear the word legacy. What will be your legacy? And it's such a big word, legacy, you know. And I actually looked it up on dictionary.com. It says anything handed down from the past as from an ancestor or predecessor. Well, if you're like me and can't point at another human being and say, I made you, (laughs) podcasting is kind of a cool way to build a legacy. One of my favorite podcasts that I listen to is Leaning Towards Wisdom, Randy Cantrell in the Yellow Studio, Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, Leaning Towards Wisdom is basically Randy started that, I believe, to just impart wisdom for his grandkids and just let the world listen to it. It's actually a really cool show. Always gets me thinking, and you know, if you get me thinking, I'm your friend for life. And as I record this right now, the world is in a lot of turmoil. Uh, The George Floyd murder right there for everyone to see, the lynching, I guess we could call it, has a lot of people wanting to change the way things need to be. And one of the ways you can change things is to get the word out about it. And so I knew in 2005 when I started In the basement of my brother's house, I was bankrupt. I was divorced and unemployed. It was a great year. (laughs) And when I discovered podcasting, I was like, this is going to change the world. And you can start by just doing something for fun. Don't expect to make a living doing that. Although, you know, there are people that are lucky enough to have lightning strike in a bottle. But you never know what could happen. But there's only one way to know, and that's to start. And don't worry about 
the trolls, there really aren't that many. And if you're not sure what to talk about, I've got all sorts of resources that will show you here are topics that your audience is looking for. So you don't look stupid. So you don't sound stupid. And you go out there and start to make your impact. You start to grow your influence, like I say at the beginning of the show, and you start to build your legacy. What if your podcast impacted one person in a way that changed their life? The only downside of podcasting is we can't see our audience because they might be on the other side of the planet. When I was in my 20s, I used to teach Sunday school at my church. And because I was in my 20s, occasionally with a hangover, there's a guilt trip that like, wow, what? Yeah, it's true. Anyway, and I was teaching junior, senior high, which means I had about five to six kids who wished they were anyplace else but Sunday school, even though I was trying to be the cool guy. Hey, let's talk about Jesus. Oh, sorry. You guessed it. Invisible sky buddy alert. Invisible sky buddy alert. Beware. The point being is later, one of those little junior high kids came back to the church, all done, growed up, and said, hey, I'm in town, I'm getting married, and I just want to take a second to say thank you because I realized that I was not the most interactive student, but I always appreciated the effort you put into it. I always appreciated the fact that you were there every week and that you were trying to make it fun. You were trying to do something different. And I want to let you know, I really appreciate it because of that. I'm still, you know, a person of faith. And I'm here to tell you, I did not see that coming at all. I'm here to tell you these kids want to be anywhere. I had no idea they were listening. And so it's similar with podcasting. You don't have to be great to start, but you do have to start to be great. And you can be great, and I want to help. It's super simple. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code LISTENER. That'll save you 20% off off a uh, yearly or monthly subscription. And if for some reason you get in and on day 29, you're like, hey, Dave, this is not for me. I will refund your money. Absolutely no questions asked. Check it out, schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. I also have room if you want to do the three-month quick launch, kind of a mentoring program. So it's not a month-to-month thing. It's three months. We get together. We have three hours of one-on-one time that we really figure out where you want to go, why you want to do it, how we're going to do it, who you're talking to, and I work with you side-by-side to get that going. Check it out, schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. I, I was making radio shows for fun. If, if everybody does it, at least everybody I know, does. shut up. The question of the month for July, what is your favorite episode of your podcast and why? And obviously you're going to tell us about your show and your website and things like that. The deadline is July 24th, 2020. And I would love to hear that. I know I asked my uh, co-host from Ask the Podcast Coach, Jim Cullison, and he was like, hmm, I need to think about that one. So you got a couple of weeks. July 24th will be here quick, but it's an easy way to get a little more promotion for your show as well as to get you to go, 
Hmm. Never thought of that. What is your favorite episode of your show and why? You can submit it over at schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. If you are an audio editor or engineer, you might want to check out the Podcast Audio Olympics. This is going on July 15th through August 5th. And if you're like, what is a Podcast Audio Olympics? It basically, if you enjoy watching live head-to-head matches between podcast engineers and editors as they play games, and these are based on audio production, so mixing, EQ, compression, and more, the player scores the most points moves on to the next round and there's like 20 no $2,100 worth of prizes up for grabs I'll have a link on the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 279 that is going to do it until next week if you can remember please try to treat other people the way you would like to be treated and until next week class is dismissed Chocolate, chocolate, what's a chocolate? It's a chocolate click cookie of podcasting. And we're going to answer the question, what do chocolate chip cookies, why can I not say chocolate chip? Chocolate chip cookies. Chocolate chip cookies.